Life is hectic, so wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with Factor's chef-crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 options a week, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more, they've got a variety that fits your lifestyle. Factor has restaurant-quality meals ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. They also have various easy options for the entire day, from breakfast to midday bites, smoothies, and more. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is a nutritious and delicious experience, and it won't break the bank. You can customize your meals by choosing 6 to 18 per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule deliveries anytime to fit your schedule. Factor meals are 100% hassle-free, giving you more time for what matters. Head to factormeals.com slash otherside50 and use the code otherside50 to get 50% off. That's code otherside50 at factormeals.com for 50% off your delicious, hassle-free meals. I've had several near-death experiences. They have not all been the same. Some of the experiences were just remarkable in their own way. About 30 years ago, I was having a surgery and something went wrong. I either lost too much blood or it was anesthesia because I wasn't coming back out of back up and out in the waiting room, in the recovery room like they wanted because the first thing I remember is the nurse shaking me and calling my name. And honestly, I wasn't ready to come back. I was having a remarkable, joyous time of my life experience on the other side. And I think the other side's a good description because it's really hard to explain. We have that phrase lost in translation and that's so true because it's so hard to translate some of the experience that you, some of the things you see and feel and listen to on the other side. I think the most remarkable thing was when I was talking to God. My family wasn't very religious, so I had questions about God growing up. And my grandmother would take me to church with her. She was Baptist. And my parents, I think, were more scientific or pragmatic and at the time that I was growing up. So I had a lot of questions because I had friends that had different beliefs, different churches, different ways of viewing the world. So, but one thing I noticed about being in this other dimension was that all my questions were answered. I just had a general knowing of who I was and there were no big questions over on the other side. And so I'll start at the beginning of what I remember before being rudely awakened or whatever you want to call it in the operating recovery room. I remember 
leaving my body. I don't remember hanging on the ceiling or things like that that other people say. I just remember being out in space. I remember looking at the earth. Space was very dark. I remember looking at the earth and it was about the size of a moon. What I was looking at and I was just in awe. I was like, oh my gosh, that is so remarkable, so inspirational look at the earth. And the next thing I remember is being in a black void. I remember being in a place without featureless, just without any light. It was like, I knew it was expansive. It wasn't like you're in a closet or something. I knew I was in a big, vast area, but it was very, very dark. And it was very healing. That's the experience. The funny thing, it was not scary. It was very healing. There was something about this dark boy that was drawing um, drawing from me and giving to me in some way and balancing me in some way that I cannot, again, translation, <laughs> can't explain it totally. It was a positive experience. And I'm one of those people that is afraid of the dark. So that's interesting. That in itself is really different. And then the next thing I remember is going through a life review. The only thing about going through the life review is that I don't remember very much of it. A lot of my memory was, I was not allowed to bring it back. I was not allowed to remember a lot of it. I remember that I was told that there were golden opportunities ahead of me. And I think that was really important for me to hear because at the time this happened, I was in a depression. And I know that I have thought about suicide several points in my life. I had a lot of trauma, early life. And I know that I had considered suicide, but I had never actually gone through it or tried it. So I think it was important to hear that, that this life is very important that I'm learning a lot and that there are golden opportunities ahead. I was told that God, I didn't see God as a, he wasn't like a person. He wasn't in a form. I remember just a lot of very white light, the kind of white light that doesn't burn your eyes. It's not intense. It's a very soft, beautiful presence. I remember feeling just surrounded or blanketed in love. And I remember just a lot of joy, like it was a wonderful feeling. And I felt so complete and so whole, and I knew who I was. And so there's so many things I want to say. Let me see if I can back up a second here. I think the, the, the most prominent features of this, the things that I really did come back with, is knowing just for sure that there is a relationship with God. God is, it's a very primal relationship. It was like, I was just, it was like missing a loved one. And you didn't know you missed the loved one until he was there. And I'm gonna use the word he. For me, although there wasn't a form or a body, there was just a lot of light. God's voice was male and God's voice was like surround sound. And I'm not, I don't know why God's voice was male. <laughs> I don't know that God 
has a gender. I don't think so. From what I, from my takeaway, I don't think so. Another thing, I don't think God has any preference for any particular religion. I'm very sure of that. Like I said, I'd, I'd always have a lot of questions, but I don't think he pays any attention to the religion that someone professes to be. I think he is very interested in us as, I think we're evolving and growing, and I think especially in consciousness, we are growing in consciousness and we are growing in our capacity to accept and love others. Unconditional love of self, unconditional love of others. I think if he's seeing us and he's measuring us at all, it's kind of like you would measure a child in school or something. You know, you're you're going to be looking at how they're the progress that they're making. I think, you know, I got the feeling there's probably truth in all religions, but that religions are basically made by they're um, a construction a regulation they're just created by humans but in humans are wonderful but we don't have all the answers all the time so they're a little bit imperfected all but i think religions can be very useful in the way of creating community and helping others and being a support system you know so i definitely think they have their value but i like i said god is seems to have a relationship a personal relationship profound relationship i think i was arguing with him <laughs> it's hard to say i was arguing with god but i was i was arguing with him at the end of my experience because i did not want to come back to my life my life wasn't totally bad, but I just, I wanted to stay. I said, I want to stay with you. I mean, I was just, you know, so aware, a very wise friend. He was actually a spiritual medium. And I was in his development class. I was very psychic growing up. And I was in his uh, spiritual medium class when um, I was 19 and I knew him for years and we were talking about beauty and I, I was saying well what is beauty and he said beauty is consciousness and it's something I took with me and really thought about because I think that's true so I would think that our energetic that most of our consciousness is an energetic body that we carry with us which is really good to know if people want to know what happened to a loved one or what's going to happen to them because we were all going to face that transition it's nothing to fear i mean i realize there could be some pain or trauma leading up to death a lot of the problems that humans have is not being connected consciously connected to God and not having that remembrance of our source energy and I think Jesus I'm going to say Jesus was right in the fact that he started prayer saying our father and I think it is a 
source or parental type of relationship. It, you know, it's awesome. And you realize how awesome it is when you're in the presence of God consciousness. So when Jesus said our father, it's interesting that he didn't say my father. Let me talk to my daddy for you. <laughs> and I, so I think religions, I think there's a great body, a, a lot of people right now examining, they call it deconstructing Christianity. I've been on other near-death website, near-death experiencer websites, and they they really are, you know, each person comes back from their experience, near-death experience, with a puzzle piece, if you will. And a lot of the pieces are very similar, like a lot of people report the life review and the, the dark void. And I didn't experience a tunnel. That's a big one, but I'd say more than half of the people that have a near-death experience did not want to return. And some people are not given a choice about whether to return or not. Some people say something like God asked them if they wanted to continue with their life and be sent back or if they wanted to stay. In my case, I had, I did not, you know, I know there's free will and, but I was really arguing for staying. I was saying, I was told I had to go back and that it would be to my advantage. It would, it would be to my benefit to go back and go through these experiences ahead of me. They would be, I guess, producing the desired outcome of growth and you and like I said, um, evolving spiritually and consciously, I would really regret not going through this complete lifetime. So I think that's all food for thought. You know, it's something to think about. You know, I often wondered what the difference was between God and Jesus, because my grandmother being a Protestant, but a Baptist Protestant. <laughs> I think Baptists are in their own little class almost. I think they use Jesus interchangeably with God. And I would say, just this is this, I'm not trying to say I'm right or wrong. I'm just saying, and I don't want to say my opinion is absolutely <laughs> right. But after going through what I went through, I would say God is more universal. That perhaps like what I mean by that is, I think Jesus is also universal, but I think Jesus is there for um, earth, maybe the earth and the transition from earth, um, his followers, are on that path, on a certain path. That may or may not be the best explanation, but I feel like Jesus has the Christ consciousness. And the Christed consciousness would be being a human that became evolved enough to have that universal share, that oneness and universal perspective that God has. We all want to share that oneness with God. 
I mean, I would say that's my goal now is to be, be connected every day, not to let a day go by where I don't feel plugged in like I'm able to receive. And, you know, I can have bad days and I can face challenges, but it's good to remember that all I have to do is back out of a situation, become disengaged or disentangled with a bad situation and instead go into meditation and feel my calm center and feel that relationship again with God. And that makes all the difference in the world <laughs> for me. It's probably the reason I'm still alive <laughs> because in challenging at times for sure. When I was arguing, the, I think the last thing I I'm thinking I should say is when I said I didn't want to go back and I had responsibilities. I was a young mother. That's the weird thing. And I really loved my kids. So it seems odd, but, but when I was saying that I wouldn't want to go back, God said to me, Nancy, I am there with you. I'm there also. In other words, he was in my earth life and could be just as much in my earth life if I would allow it. So he was saying that I'm the one, and he used these words, I'm the one that closes the door. And wow, I had, of all the things that I experienced, that was the thing that stayed very strongly with me as I was one that closed the door because I don't know how I had to figure that out like how was that happening <laughs> and why was that happening and all those big questions like how did I do that um, I think a part of it's just not being 100% sure that there is a God if you're not sure of that if you haven't had a lot of profound experiences. You may not know what you're missing. You may not know that you're closing the door. So I guess one of my favorite paintings is Jesus knocking at the door. I love that painting um, because it, it's just reminding me that God wants us to allow the relationship to allow the connection. I think a lot of our problems in life, including addictions to drugs, and are all oh, there's so many addictions. There's sexual addictions, there's drug addictions, there are, you know, gambling addictions. I guess there's a lot of things that people be, can become addicted to. Food addictions. I certainly think I can eat and try to eat my way out of a problem sometimes emotional eating so all this but I think it's because we're not connected we're missing that um so I guess that was one of the more profound things that I experienced ending my just before I I woke up, you know, and was really back from surgery and everything. That was one of the last things I remember him saying that he would be with me. In other words, all now all I needed to do 
was to ask for help and be aware and be certain that help was on its way um, or that it was coming and that God was present and would listen, that he, he wasn't that far away. Um, he's not far away at all. It's like he's our next breath. So I came back with that realization, which was really good. Uh, there's a couple of things I'm going to say about I've listened to a lot of other people's near-death experiences, and, and I'm often looking for, I guess I had some homesickness when I came back. And I guess what I'm looking for when other people tell their story is that connect, you know, reliving that connection like you know, a lot of people didn't do not want to get back because I was so happy <laughs> and so free and so joyous and it was just everything missing and they a lot of those people say that and it, it does it takes me it allows me to remember a little bit more what that it felt like and I don't want to forget what that felt like um, I don't still have the same homesickness and I think that's healthy. <laughs> I think that's an improvement because I don't think I want to live the rest of my life just, you know, being horribly homesick for going back. So I think that's that's a good thing. I have to say, I think there has been progress in my life and my growth. I became, I actually have a master's degree in clinical mental health counseling. And I think I chose that because of wanting to help other people. I came back with more compassion, more empathy. Um, I always cared about people, but I'd say, you know, I came back with an extra amount of that. So that's a good thing too. I can appreciate that. I know that helping other people is definitely a big part of my purpose being here. But I was going to say when other people share, sometimes, like there's this one experiencer that said he had this near-death, he had a profound near-death experience and I listened to it and it was pretty good. But then he called a friend and said, bring me a Bible. I just need a Bible, <laughs> you know, and, and what, what happened, why I'm saying that is because um, he is believing that it took him back to his Christian roots. I noticed that a lot of times when people have a near-death experience, they will automatically think, oh, what they said in Sunday school is right. And uh, for sure, parts, you know, certainly that element is there, but I want to, another takeaway that I have is that we all, regardless of what we're baptized as, or we, you know, if we're Buddhist or Muslim or whatever we are in life, that we will all transition and become reunited. We will, it is the great reconnection we will become reunited with our source and we will see our loved ones 
again. And and that, like I said, I, I it doesn't seem to matter from what I can tell, from my experience. It doesn't seem to matter what religion you grew up with. So I think people will take their near-death experiences to mean that they're, you know, they better go out and convert a lot of people so they'll go through this wonderful um, experience when they die and they won't go to hell and all that stuff. And I, I can't answer, I don't have all the answers for sure, but I don't think that's exactly the point, the main point. <laughs> I think the main point is that we are energetic consciousness. We all have a spark of the divine within us. We do better. I'm getting chills all over my body. <laughs> it's like goosebumps. It's like, that's how I know I'm saying something significant, but uh, very significant that we all have the same father and like Jesus said when he said our father he wasn't saying my daddy he's saying all of us you know some people are more progressed they're more developed they're more aware um, but we all have the same divine spark and that's that was a big takeaway for me spiritually um you know, and, and I I only had this window of my one experience. I had another experience I won't go into too much because it's kind of negative. I had a gun pointed, a loaded gun, sawed off shotgun, pointed in my stomach. And um, this was a bad relationship gone wrong, a very dangerous relationship very scary one but it's kind of like I left my body I was standing and I sort of left I went up above my body and when I stepped out stepped out of my body I saw Jesus I saw Jesus with a crown of thorns and that was so interesting like I said I was you know not indoctrinated with a lot of religion so I thought that was very unique. And when I looked at him, I felt like, you know, he was saying in so many words, you are bought and paid for. That's that's all I needed to know. The whole Christian message was solidified for me, is that I was in the presence of extreme danger, extreme evil. And I was pulled from that. And I'd known that if that gun, if that gun had a fired, um, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> but I would have not felt the pain because I was pulled kind of like ahead of time from my consciousness, from my being, from my earth being. And you know, I won't go into how the story ends, but he shot the gun, so it was loaded twice in the air and all the neighbors would told me later they were hiding behind couches and things and they called the police so there I could hear all these sirens but he left you know I'm still here so there's it you know it's kind of a weird 
dark story, but also very profound. So I have that memory too. That was a different experience. But it wasn't as profound as the, the one I was on coming out of surgery from. Probably worse trauma for those witnessing it, like if people had seen me being shot or something, they probably would think, oh my gosh, that's horrible. But yeah, I have to tell you from my experience, I would have not known. I would have been pulled away. We all fall in when the love